Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the sleigh and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, and which to learn their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barrens. CJ Graham, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Part 6, and you're listening to Baron's Hideout Podcast with uh, your host. Say it, buddy. Dustin. And Dean. Hey, everybody. It's Tom Matthews, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Tommy Jarvis, and you're listening to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Enjoy. And I'm your co-host, Dean, with Enjoy. a bit of a sore throat. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. a little bit of a sore throat. Now, joining oh, yeah. us today all the way from Camp Crystal Lake, I'm Matthews and CJ Graham. Today we're going to be talking all things Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Libs, Jason, Tommy Vargas. So, Tom, CJ, thank you guys so much for being here. And this is uh, an extremely important episode, I think, for anybody to listen to or watch, having two legends here and in, in the in the horror sphere and and also you know friday the 13th it's it's an honor really so thank you both for taking the time out of your days to come and chat with dean my pleasure our pleasure and it's it's honestly been something that we've been looking forward to i think all week really dean like we've been yeah um to to um jay's um wife ruby and talking to tom and meeting cj a couple months ago it's been a wild ride and now we're yeah <clears throat> well i kind of miss i think i messaged tom I, I was speaking to you online sometime last year and you sent me over your email address and then i think the same with ruby for you cj and then we kind of never got anything together and then we had this we were kind of looking for guests for the new year and then i said to dustin hey friday the 13th is coming up what why don't we try and get tom and cj he was like that'll never happen i was like we can <laughs> we can we can try <laughs> and here you guys are so yeah no, yeah i like hanging out together still so uh that's yeah uh, no, thank you so doing, much for coming on guys enjoy doing yeah. the conventions together it gives us an opportunity to hang out and yeah and right just, uh, be, it's very nostalgic and it's uh you know it's been quite yeah, a while yeah it's awesome and definitely seeing you guys on the convention circuit and everything else um, yeah. really actively is really amazing. Uh, there's a lot of people that kind of do the convention circuit for just a little bit, but then you see legends like yourselves are doing it as much as they possibly can. And it's, it's great to see. Well, I, you know, I, I mostly because of the fans, if, if they had already forgotten about us and uh, didn't care or the next generation, you know, like your son, um, we probably wouldn't be out there either, to be honest. We'd out there and grab it and then run with it. But 
I, I know that with Tom's background and his uh, resume is huge. It goes back so far that, you know, it has become legendary, as you said, not to mention, it just has a fan base. that's unbelievable, not just from the Friday the 13th, but Tom's, you know, resume itself. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, for me, for me going to the shows, it's, you know, I, I, I put it off not doing it for a long, long time. And then I finally started doing them and just meeting everybody and just the heartfelt sincerity from in their voices. And they remember, and they got into whatever part of filmmaking or makeup or, you know, whatever special effects or acting and how it impacted their lives 30 plus years ago. It's just, uh, it's just crazy and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. It really, really is. And um, I guess to, before we start talking about everything that's going on now is I always like kind of like bring our guests back to kind of the beginning um, so CJ, I want to, I want to start with you and kind of ask like how acting or, um, being a stunt performer kind of started with you. Did it happen? I'd like you... to say that I, I, go ahead. Say it again. Nope. Go ahead. You're good. I'd like to say that I went to school like Tom and, and studied hard, but unfortunately, you know, mine was just pure oops, stumbled and fell into it, you know, head on. Uh, and was fortunate enough to do a project of this magnitude because nobody knows my face and nobody hears my voice. It's just a physical structure, um, which in itself can be challenging because you don't get to voice yourself or show facial expressions. But at the same time, if it hadn't been so iconic with Alice Cooper and Tom Matthews and a lot of the other actors and actresses, you know, wouldn't be having this conversation. So I'm kind of the one that, you know, they, they always say the uh, you just got lucky. Um, I'm the first one to look you in the mirror and say, I got lucky. Oh, yeah. And, you know, rightfully so. You did such a great job. And Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Loves is actually the one I visit most of all of them because of just how fun and you know, fast-paced the whole film is compared to a lot of the other ones who are a little bit slower. But this was also, I think, one of the first ones I saw. I think I saw part two first, then this one, and then the first one. So this one definitely has a special place in my heart. Um, and now for, for you, Tom, where did it kind of all begin with you with acting and whatnot? Uh, well, I was kind of, I was out of high school kind of floundering and um, was dating this girl and she turned to me and goes, why don't you become an actor? And I was like, that's, that's what I'll do. So it was literally that moment. So I started studying and started doing a, 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 a I, I did print work for about a year. And then I started doing a bunch of commercials and was very fortunate. I was like booking every 10th commercial I went up on. So, which was great. And then um, uh, my first film was the woman in red, how to walk on, on that opposite Charles Grodin and then return of the living dead. And then, Albert Pune movies, and then a year later, after I got returned, I did uh, Friday the 13th, auditioned, got a call back, went to Paramount, and everybody was there. Uh, Tom McLaughlin was there, but don't ask me where he was sitting at, because it's just, you know, it's just a kind of a blur. Yeah. Mm. You know, 25 people in the room. And then just, uh, you know, was off to Georgia to go film. Wow, that's awesome. Amazing. Um, Dean, I'll let you uh, throw a couple of questions. I know you got some over there. Yeah, sure. So, um... CJ, how did the role of Jason come around? I, 
here you was working or managing a nightclub and you you it was a massage uh, parlor. It was a massage. massage parlor right yes. <laughs> oh i think I, I think i think i know the place yeah <laughs> uh and you was you were spotted playing jason jason was already an iconic character by that point and you were spotted playing him in a in a nightclub so how did that go down how did the roles all come around and yeah, I was I was a GM of a club in LA. It was a large fifteen thousand square foot club, and we had a hypnotist on Thursday nights. And you know, Tom has heard this before. And it just happened they were doing a uh, a shoot. They wanted to put him on tape so he could get a promo tape. The company he used was a company called Real Effects, and Real Effects just happens to be a special effects company yeah. uh, that did Part Four with Ted White. So they told the hypnotist, uh, hey, what do you think about putting CJ's big ass, so to speak, in Ted's wardrobe? He's the right size. Yeah. And he could come through the screen and scare your subjects because they're making a very nice production of this so that he can go out and look for work outside of just nightclubs. And when I came through the screen, it tore apart. It was just one of those things where the people from Real Effects, you know, we're going to cast you for Jason. And you kind of look at him and laugh and whatever. It's not your intent, number one. Um, and about three, three, four months later, I got a call to come meet, um, you know, the stunt coordinator and, you know, um, I went down to Paramount, met Frank Mancuso Jr. And of course, Tom McLaughlin, the writer director, um, wow. but I didn't get the job. So I was, you know, okay, that's fun. I had a good time meeting everybody yeah. had no expert, uh, expectations. <clears throat> I was just, this is fun. And then within, uh, just a few days, the first, uh, the first shots came back from the gentleman that took the position and he just didn't meet the criteria uh, as far as the impact of how he looked on the screen. So um, I got a call on a Thursday and uh, Friday I agreed and Monday morning I was on my way to see Tom in Covington, Georgia. Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. It is a crazy story. <laughs> yeah, that really, really is. Um, um how did you with the and with the when you when you finally got the part of Jason? Um, how did you kind of prepare for the role? Did you kind of watch the previous movies and study the movements, or did you kind of come up with your own sort of way of you know carrying the character? Yeah, I wish I could say yes to the answer, but the the answer is actually I didn't do anything. I just <laughs> put the wardrobe just on and went to and work. Mean. Yeah, I just went to work. I didn't think anything of the past per se. Um, I. I didn't even see any of the others because right. Tom McLaughlin was quite clear the the way he wanted his product to look. And it was pretty simple as far as I was concerned. I'd only been on the military a short period and I still walked around like I was somebody important. So <laughs> they put yeah. the hockey mask on me. It, it just emphasized that importance even oh, wow. more. And yeah, you know, I, I was again, fortunate, lucky. And I got to work with people like Tom Matthews and others that are professionals. So it made me even look better at the end of the day. Oh yeah, Amazing. and now you're a legend. You're a legend. <laughs> yeah, in my own mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can imagine you fitting the bill. So I've met you at a convention before, and you are a big dude. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's interesting. Is I'm still I'm six I'm six three two fifty, so yeah. I'm actually just a couple pounds bigger than I was for Friday the Thirteenth. I was uh, two forty five wow. when yeah. I did the movie thirty five thirty six years ago. So. Physical yeah. structure wise, you know, when, when Tom and I do uh convention together, sometimes I'll put the wardrobe on and we'll do wardrobe photos with the fans. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Structurally, awesome. I'm the same size. Even Tom kind of looks at me, Tom Matthews, and goes, You know, it looks like you know, I mean, when you're a wardrobe, uh, yeah. you know, nobody knows you got a little bit of silver going on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I would have guessed you were you're taller than six three. If, if anybody would ask me, I would have said six five easy. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm about mm-hmm. like six one, so you're you're a little bit taller than me. But just being there next to you, like I felt really, really small. Right, exactly. I felt so small, and it was awesome though. Such a great. I'm about six, six one when I'm wearing heels, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of heels? You're kind of letting yourself out there. What kind of heels? I don't really wear heels. I yeah, don't, really don't go there. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I take you them down the a, door, to, um, you know? massage parlor you were talking about earlier on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom, I wanted to ask you, um, what was it like having to portray um, tar- um, Tommy, who was kind of already a solidified character, even though it was a younger one? And you coming into this super like fast paced um, Friday the Thirteenth, like was there like a lot of pressure, or did you kind of feel? Like no, you, there you wasn't a lot this... of pressure. Unlike CJ, though, I did my research. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I went and looked through you know one through five, and uh, particularly concentrating on uh, Corey and and um, oh shoot, Corey and the other guy. I always forget the name, so don't ask no, me. No, I know who <laughs> John and um, John Shepard. And uh, I was looking for mannerisms that I could, you know, cross over, whether they had a twitch or something that they did. But there was nothing that they did, so I just kind of did my own thing. You know, a lot of it is, like, for CJ, it's when you put on the wardrobe and stuff, it kind of, you know, feeds the character and you can get lost into the character that way. So that, that was helpful. And the script, the writing, I mean, it's all, it's all on the page, a lot of it. And you read yeah. between the lines and, and uh, so emotionally it tells you where to go. And, and Tom wrote a great script, you know, had a lot of character development, I think for the first yeah. time. And, and, you know, I think that's why it's a lot of people's favorite is because, mm. you know, you have people to root for and there's kind of a love interest going on and, you know, there's a lot of optimism. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I I agree in all of that. That opening sequence, forget about it. Oh I mean, yeah, the credits roll. Yeah, you're right into it. Kicks ass. Yeah, it's great, and that kind of leads to my next question too. Um, with you, CJ, what was it like? You know, you essentially being a Frankenstein monster, being resurrected the, the exact same way, because this movie is very much like a universal monster film. That's why I love this one so much. Mm-hmm. There's so many like nods to that. So, was yeah, it like actually- you know being kind of related to that? Yeah, it's very true because um, Tom uh, McLaughlin is a universal horror fan, and I am. I, I still have all the movies oh, and yeah, watch nice. them periodically because I just they're just they're magical. So to be, you know, I'm the only Jason that gets to uh, have an opening scene like James Bond. Yeah, I'm the only Jason that gets to come back to life like Frankenstein. I'm the only Jason that gets to have a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Alice Cooper, do the music, and I'm the only Jason that gets to wear a Batman utility belt. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> I got these extra features that I was fortunate enough not to mention the fact that the older generation or my generation really can connect with the universal horror, um, the Frankensteins and the werewolves, you know, the mummies of the world. And then as it crossed over into, I call the three musketeers, you know, Michael Myers and Freddie and Jason, and of course, Leatherface, um, four musketeers, I guess, um, We've been really blessed because they started in what seventy eight, I think, was Mikey, and it just continued through two thousand twenty two with the last Halloween. So, um, what a ride to be part of and enjoy! Oh yeah, the, this legacy is everywhere, and um, and with you guys being so iconic um, to a really large series, and and you are two faces that everybody recognizes immediately. 
Um, I know we kind of touched on it before, but like, is there anything else um, that you guys feel from the legacy of Friday the 13th and being um, um, Jarvis and being Jason? Is there anything else that you guys can pull from that? Or are you just so grateful for all the fans and everything? Well, you know, for me personally, I mean, I for the, until I retired five years ago, I spent the 25 years after running casino resorts. So I'd already made my uh, disconnect and reconnection about five years ago after I was finished with the gaming industry and moved into a retirement mode. And then I was able to fortunately do a few projects and work with 13 Fanboy Inventions um, to say a couple that was fortunate for me because it was fun. And I looked at it more as a entertainment than it was um, a reward monetarily. Um, so Tom and Eric have took different paths. He's been doing this for decades now successfully and to come back full circle for me to work with him and see him. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting his wife, Carla, and of course seeing, you know, Darcy and everybody else out there on the circuit from part six, not to mention, you know, my, my rivalry there, Kane Hodder and uh, yeah. a few other people that I get to see on a regular basis. Oh, wow. What about you, Tom? What was the question? <laughs> oh, just like if there was anything else that was that you could take from the legacy. Like, is there anything else that you know that? Uh, well, I you know the whole. It's it's incredible that the uh, the whole franchise is kind of brought together, which is kind of cool. I mean, we're we're all friends with Kane now, and and uh, uh, you know, if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't even have a career because I dug it. You know, Jason back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he paid me a nice compliment. He goes, you know, people don't, they can't think of Jason without thinking of you as Tommy Jarvis. And that, that, that yeah. was, that was, uh, that was pretty enlightening and, and very cool of him to say that because he didn't have to do that. But, you know, we, it's just like a big, big family and, and it's just, um, just amazing that we all get to hang out and still do this and travel all over the world and, and do it. Mm. And stuff. So it's, it's been fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, Dean, anything that you want to uh, knock off your docket over there? Man? Oh, yeah, man. I was just going to say you guys were talking about Universal Monsters a minute ago and you being a fan, CJ. Uh, my dad used to be Boris Karloff's paperboy. <laughs> and, and, and when you say that, there's that connectivity that you just said. My father was, and we started talking about Universal. It's one of those things that yeah. it's not a common subject at the copy machine at the office. Yeah. However... If somebody brings up horror movies or Friday the 13th, it'd be surprised how many people go, oh, I love Friday the 13th. Oh, I love Halloween. But it's not a normal co conversation or dialogue at the board yeah. table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but as soon as somebody breaks the ice, you'd be surprised how many people will go, oh, I mean, even my orthopedic surgeon, you know, she's yeah. a horror fan. <laughs> Yeah, you know? that's scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially. But I mean, you think about it; it's yeah. very, it's very rewarding, and really for me, and I think Tom yeah. too. When I say this, it's an honor um, to have a part yeah. that's been so iconic. And no matter where you go, you know, Tom's a little different. They recognize his face. Mm. Um, me, you know, they don't recognize my face. But as soon as you say Friday the Thirteenth or show my hockey mask, they can put two two and two together real fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> for sure yeah and, and tom you, you have that that voice too it's it's very iconic um it's just everything both of you have so many uh, pieces of yourselves that are so iconic that anybody can notice like oh yeah they're from that movie that's right yeah yeah cj was talking about his gynecologist earlier and um my son uh, 
<laughs> my son. Uh, I need to touch that because they're recording this. So I'm just going to say they're recording. Tom, when we were younger, we nobody had tape on us, but now they got us. So you got to be careful. <laughs> my son, uh, he's a gamer, and you know he'll play from with people all over the country and stuff like that. And then it'll I don't know how it even comes up that he they find out that I'm his father, and they just like freak out. So it just comes from all different directions. You know the fans. It's just amazing. It just uh, that's awesome though. Wow. It's really, it's really that's cool. that's so cool. Uh, CJ, you worked on you mentioned thirteen fanboy, and you got to work with um, La Park Lincoln, Kane Hodder, Corey Feldman, and D Wallace. How was how was that? How was it working with D Wallace? She's a she's a legend in the horror game. It was wonderful. You know, that was my first time to actually do a project um, after I stopped the casino industry. Uh, when I was doing the the quote unquote stunt acting, I did the Friday the Thirteenth, and like Tom, was very fortunate to do some national commercials. And then into Highway to Hell as Hell Cop. And then, you know, realistically, I knew hmm. 63250 wasn't your common principle. You know, Tom's a normal sized man and he's he's bigger than Tom Cruise. So um, he's actually a little taller than most lead men at the end of the day, Tom Matthews, I'm talking about. But my big butt, there was no way, you know, it was going to pull. Like today, you do have The Rock. You know, yeah, Lou exactly. Ferrigno was just a blink back in the Hulk. And well deserved but should be more deserved as of today he's still six three six four two sixty and you know um but at those days big people like that or arnold schwarzenegger there was just a few simple roles mm. um so i was realistic went back in the casino industry but 13 fanboy working with d and working with Corey and everybody was uh enlightening to me it was my first time in the fact that i got a project like that and i yeah. enjoyed it um again like i said earlier I get to do it as an enjoyment factor. Yes, you get paid a couple dollars, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it's fun because I just go buy a hamburger and have fun with it. Um, it's probably when I was younger and I was still making car payments and those type of things, I might have been a little more of a principal enthusiasm for me. But now I can just, Tom can call me and say, hey, let's go do a project. And I say, okay, what days? Oh, awesome. And, you know, he can take off. Yeah. Wow. wow that's that's awesome. great, man. Absolutely awesome. That's great. A uh, question for you, Tom. Um, <coughs> you provided the voice for Tommy in the Friday the Thirteenth game. Was that was that a fun project to work on? It was. Um, uh, I, they added me after the fact. I think all the fans wanted my character in the game. Yeah, yeah. So they contacted yeah. me, and uh, I said, "Okay, I, a couple of things. I just want to have a." A superpower so they gave me the shotgun yes yes and, uh, I told them I wanted a photo approval and yeah. um so it took a, like six times the first one they sent me for my approval I had black hair and a five o'clock shout on a jail right right it wasn't even close yeah yeah like six times by the time we ended up doing that one and I asked them for payment if uh if every time someone chooses the tommy jarvis or becomes tommy jarvis i get 10 cents <laughs> right there you go you know, it doesn't hurt to ask right? <laughs> that's correct i didn't go for it but i, I, I <laughs> it's worth a shot <laughs> so you were, were you pretty hands-on with the design of the character with the game no there? it was basically it was two hours just putting my voice to what they had on the screen and then right. some wild lines and that was basically it but right and then the photo the, the photo um you know choice and stuff 
Yeah, I remember um, backing that game too very, very early on and, ah. and, and playing it and then seeing you be added and, and seeing all the other Jason skins being added. So like, DJ, you're in there as a skin and everything. And it's it's so fun, even till this day, even though it, it's been out for a long time, but there's still a really big you know fan base that, that plays that game. And always seeing Tommy going around with a shotgun and going after Jason especially if it's someone in like the cj like get up and then it's you it's it's so fun to watch even if i'm spectating so it it, it is a really really fun game and like you guys were saying earlier it is a, a great way to get a, a younger generation it's amazing what, it, what it's Friday done the for the franchise yeah my, my son's made friends on there that he still goes online and talks to as well <laughs> he made friends with a little yeah. boy called morph and he goes on there and they chat. Yeah. <laughs> they were both playing the Friday. They were both playing the Friday the thirteenth game. And then they, they kept coming back and arranging to meet back up in the cabin. And yeah, it's crazy. They made a good team. <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um so um CJ, did they ever contact you for doing any kind of like motion capture or anything like that? Or is that somebody that was outside? I don't know like what your involvement was with the uh, with the well, game. It was actually Kane. It he was did all him? that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did all that, and he just did it last year, I believe, for Leatherface too. Oh um, yeah, I'm excited. So, about that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. He, people forget he was pretty engaged in that quite a quite a bit all the way through um, from conception to birth, so to speak. Um, so that would be keen. All right. The nice thing, like you said, I, I get to uh, reap the rewards that I understand a lot of people use the Part Six character, Jason as a result of because he has so many weapons to yeah. choose from and, and that makes him a little more different well, that, and i think the chain i always see him with the chain on too that was your, your, the final shot in the movie so that's you know it's it's interesting tom uh you say that um uh chris um just said recently maybe we should think about getting the hockey mask that has the gouge on the side from the end of the movie with the uh, propeller with you and me and the chain and put it around my neck for photo ops oh, for a different so view. Great idea. That'd be great. That'd, That'd be so, so sick. And that, another game too that I, I always forget, um, Mortal Kombat, uh, was it Mortal Kombat X? Jason's in that one too. And they, they have the chain one. So you're portrayed in, in multiple games. And I think there's even some comic books out there that like fans have made too. So there's just so much. And, you know, we got the toys too. I got this one. I've had this one forever. Those are action figures. Get it straight. Yeah, yeah, action figures. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being both of you are being immortalized in so many other ways. I mean, you already were, you know, being filmed and being, uh, okay. you know, on right. screens everywhere. But being on a Very toy, cool. nice. that must be so crazy. Action figures, um, it must be so crazy. And I'm sure there has to be fans that bring you all of their collectibles to sign. So that must be sure. awesome to to see and have that kind of connection yeah it is they've got one where cj and i uh are underwater and there's like bubbles yeah. oxygen in my mouth and trying to get that one for a while that's a, that's a very cool one that's cool is that an action figure too cj would that be considered we call those action figures from the guy gynecologist uh, 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 uh dolls Dolls. No, no, no. Dolls. <laughs> All right. Let, let me help you just so you know, because I don't want you to embarrass yourself. Over your right shoulder, you got a little thing of Mikey, Mikey Myers. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. I just want to let you know that real men use a machete, not an outback steak knife. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to help you in the future in case you interview somebody. You might want to take that down. Dane would would come through the computer right now and take you out. Oh, please don't. No, 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 no. That's not Michael Myers. That's William Shatner. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Those those are all wrong. And actually, speaking of Universal, I have a werewolf mask right there, too. Nice. You know, one thing I'll tell you, and I, I Thomas heard me say this. One thing about the Friday the 13th, um, for nobody really knows, you know, which CJ or Kane, the guys behind the mask per, per se. But I always tell like, you know, if you went over to India and they got like 1.3 billion people in India, you show them a picture of Tom Cruise. They're all going to give you a thumbs up. They know who he is. You show them a picture of CJ Graham or Kane hotter. They're going to look at you and shrug. But if you turn the picture around to the hockey mask, they're all going to know Jason. Oh yeah. As a character. Oh yeah. Which oh, yeah, is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's up there with the greats. You've, I mean, you've got the three main, you got Freddy, Jason, Michael. They're the, the, they're the top, the head honchos. Yeah. And, I'd say definitely. And Tommy Jarvis too, you know, he's a. Uh, and Tommy Jarvis, of course. crazy. Yeah. I mean. Okay. You know, Tommy, Tommy's the only one that lived. Let's talk about it. Yep. For three, three movies, three movies. Right. right. Yeah. Great. Um, Dean, whatever else you got? I know you you have a, a ton of questions over this one. So I just, yeah, I'm just going to list. I, I met both of you guys at conventions. CJ, I think I met you at the London Film and Comic Con. Oh, I can't remember if it was before the pandemic or after the pandemic. I can't remember. I lose track of time. Tom, and before. Tom, I met you. Was it yeah. before? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, I met you at For the Love of Horror in Manchester. And CJ, I know you were there as well. Mm-hmm. But I was actually vending that weekend, so I didn't get a lot of time to leave the stand. But I was like, Tom, I've met CJ before. Tom Matthews is here. I haven't met Tom ever. So you was like, right, top of my list, man. So it was great to meet you. Um, how do you find the horror fans when you come to these conventions? And have you ever had any bizarre fan experiences? The people turning up oh. in... People t- uh, know, sorry, that for, was for for you. Start me, you CJ. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I you know I not that not anything abnormal. I mean, you know, I've had a four year old come up to me wearing a hood, you know, that's barely three feet tall, <laughs> holding a, a hatchet, all excited to get a picture with Jason, which I thought yeah, was odd. That's so awesome. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I I'm nothing, you know, nothing abnormal. I mean, everybody is so great. You know, usually mm-hmm. they're standing in line for quite a period of time to get to us. Mm-hmm. And Tom, he's usually next to me or I'm next to him, however you want to look at it. And he's the same as I am, man. We're, we, you know, we jump up, take selfies, answer questions mm-hmm. as though it'd be the first time we ever got the same question, even though we may have answered a million times, because for that guest, for that fan, it's the first time. And they've been waiting to ask that question. So we both, I can tell when we do this, we both take time and make sure that the VIPs are the people standing in front of us. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that's how it should be too, you know. So I I agree on that. Um, How about you, Tom? Anything weird? Anything weird? Uh, Sit next to me. (laughs) (laughs) I think some guy had me sign uh, his shoulder. And then it, it, uh, I went walking around. And he's getting a ta- my signature tattooed on his his arm. So that was that was probably the the weirdest thing and great thing, you know. You probably yeah. got a tattooed for yeah. sure. <laughs> I, well, I got a question. It's just it's a good question for Tom because I don't know the answer. I know my answer. What's the oddest thing you've ever signed, um, well, Tom? I mean, mine is somebody took off their prosthetic leg and had me sign it. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> the oddest thing I've ever signed. 
besides an arm. <laughs> nothing, nothing, uh, nothing like that. Nothing unusual like that. Wow. You know, they, you know, the fans come up with. Um, sometimes they come up with a lot of stuff they made, and and young folks, they come up with drawings and and crayon drawings, and they're only seven, eight, nine years old, and they barely can still color inside the lines. But they're so excited that they've, you know, painted or used crayons and made Jason with a spear that they can't wait to get to you. So to me, it's an honor. I save them all when they give them to I, me. I have a lot of uh, stacks. Cool. I mean, I That's save awesome. everything they yeah. give me uh, without hesitation. That's wow. That's so cute. Wow. I, I, CJ, I, I bet you signed a ton of masks as well, CJ. I wanted to show you this. So I was going to reach over and grab it. See, like this. Can you see that? Uh, oh, that's really yeah. cute. It's just awesome. some young person, 10 oh, years old, made it in school and gave it to me. That's, I thought it was really cool. That's what it's all yeah. about, you know? Like, yeah. you did these right. films, and a lot of um, actors um, that we've talked to or are, are read about, they're very like hesitant of going to these conventions. They're like, they're like I don't know if anybody's going to know me. That's the, that's the craziest thing to think of, like, especially in like, this day and age. Everybody knows you. Like there's somebody out there that has seen this film or project that you are part of. So just take that little leap and guaranteed you're going to have at least one person there. And I think that's what, uh, you know, is really important at the end of the day to see all these people who are still supporting this thing so many years later and, and revisiting it and, and seeing it through a game scene in a comic book or um, fan films or whatever it may be. It's it's great for like Dean and I because we we live for this stuff. You know, we love horror so much, and Friday the Thirteenth has been a big part of my life, especially growing up. Um, I hate to say it, but um, <laughs> Halloween was the first horror movie I ever really saw, so I had like okay. a really big attachment to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, 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 oh, I, 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 oh no, we lost him. Breaking up. Action. You're breaking up. But Friday the 13th was the second thing I was ever introduced to. And, and when I saw Jason live, I was so awe. Like, it's such a beautiful film. It's so colorful. Like, all the other ones are really colorful too, but this one has had more of an attitude to it. It was so fast paced. It crazy. There was. So cars going everywhere, like electricity everywhere, flames, crazy, crazy things, um, people in water. And it was it was such a great time. Every time I watch it, it's like I'm reliving it for the first time. And like I'm still pinching myself that I have you two here. And I really do have to thank Dean for like, you know, kind of setting this up because I don't know if I would have ever been able to do this on my own. <laughs> I think it was Return of the Living Dead for me was one of the uh, the first horrors that, that oh, I watched yeah. way back in the day, man. So what, what basically my, my uh, stepfather used to run a, a VHS video shop when I was a kid Perfect. during the 80s. <laughs> and that's kind of how I got into horror. And it was actually, there's an artist called Graham Humphreys. I don't know if you guys know Graham Humphreys. And he did that amazing artwork for the front cover of Return of the Living Dead. He did like the Evil Dead, the Nightmare on Elm Street. We've actually become friends with Graham over the years from like vending at events. And I always say to him, it's because he because of you when I was a kid and I used to go into the video store and I used to see these crazy covers and I was just kind of drawn towards the artwork yeah. and which would be like what's on there? What's what is this? What is this thing? Uh and I remember watching Return of the Living Dead and just being like, What wow, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, Tom man, fucking crazy, crazy, crazy film. Good mm -hmm. going back to Jason Lives, 
Um, did either of you guys sustain any injuries whilst you were on the set? Anybody? I, uh, I did. I uh, had um, well a couple of things uh, when the when when I'm stabbing Jason in the chest to make sure he's dead. Maggots <laughs> uh, are popping out of his eyes and stuff. <laughs> they had to. They want the the special effects guy wanted the. It was after the lightning struck. Okay. So there was smoke coming off the uh, the, uh, the the spear, mm-hmm. and the wind. They had a fan blowing, and the guy was spraying. It was going right in my eyes, and I'm like, "What is that?" Oh no, it was acid or something, you know. Oh. It turned out not to be, but didn't know. But my substantial injury was uh, when he, J- uh, CJ jumped up out of the grave and was grabbing me, and I kept kicking him. Oh. Uh, my boots were heavy, so it hyperextended my left knee. Oh, no. So I had water on my knee for five, six years, and then I just chalked it up. You know, it was going to be a, a, an injury I would have to sustain, but it, it just disappeared after that long, and I was surprised. But that oh, was about wow. That's rough. And CJ, yeah, were you yeah. okay being kicked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I didn't really – get injured or anything i had some bruises here and there but i mean at the time i was probably on cloud 18 when it came to testosterone rush so nothing really sunk in and still doesn't you know at the time i mean but the the biggest thing that i thought was just going through the doors and going through the walls to make sure that i got that first step down to make sure that i didn't twist my ankle or my blow my knee out as i'm going through because you're kind of going through with one eye number one no peripheral vision number two and when we were going through the wall to step down to Megan, um, there was give or take 10 inch step down, you know, and you got to get your knee through the wall and get that first step um, to make sure that you make contact. So you don't go down. Plus of course it's expensive to set the wall back up for another shoot. So was there anything I got hurt? I, you know, I, maybe I don't know because <laughs> I didn't know enough to be dangerous. I'd never done a stunt in my life, never been to yeah. stunt school. So everything that they were doing to me was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the adrenaline's rushing as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, when you're in the moment. It's fun being physical. Was it uh, difficult um, with the water scenes? Was it was it difficult having to shoot that stuff, or was it kind of um, I don't know, fluent with both of you? Um, was it was that taxing? I imagine it it, it must have been. We shot the on the water at the at Camp Daniel Morgan on location. We did the underwater stuff in controlled environment and pools, and that was. The water was pretty warm. Um, when we were underwater, your ears had to get acclimated. But yeah. other than that, I mean, we were under there for, you know, sometimes 30 minutes at a time shooting. Um, and then we had a scuba guy with our oxygen who would feed both of us when we wanted it. And we just hit our chest when we were ready for some oxygen. So that was that was a lot of fun and, and new and uh, dangerous all at the same time. But uh, that was pretty cool. Wow. Nice. Yeah, and I think, you know, <laughs> you know, and Tom can attest that, you know, the interesting thing for me is, um, yeah, I'm in full wardrobe. Um, there's two center blocks down at the bottom of the uh, dive pool, so they could always relocate me to the same exact location. Yeah. And the chain was real. Now, the chain is tightened up around my neck, as you probably can see, and I'm wearing gloves, and it's a 20-foot diving pool. So if nobody wants to come give me air, there's no way... Oh, I yeah. could get that chain unhooked, unscrewed, and get to the surface because by the yeah. time I'm requesting air, I'm you know five seconds from panic. 
Could you swim yeah. up to the surface because you had your wardrobe on? And that no, they used the, the, the two divers pounds. would bring me up and then bring me over to the edge, and then I'd hold on to the edge and right. and watch that little <clears throat> monitor, and then they'd take me back down and put me back on those two center blocks wow. for location. That's scary. Yeah, I would so, be freaking out. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but man. you know, at that time, I didn't. You know, it's just okay, and you can't see because they had the black tarp all the way around the dive pool, and I still have one eye, so I'm just listening for the cue that the camera's clicking away and then Tom's holding on to me and we just kind of both went for it until one of us ran out of air as a signal. And then we, you know, I really still couldn't see anything. I'm underwater, you know, wow. so I just, they'd cram that regulator in my mouth and clear it. And I would just breathe, catch my breath and do it again. Um, would I do it now? Probably not. I have a spaz attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I love hearing stories about that though, because obviously don't really see that on screen like obviously you guys are fighting but hearing like the real life things what you have to go through is yeah. always really interesting. Mm. there's uh, a lot of technical there's a lot of technical stuff people don't realize to when it comes to acting and oh yeah and uh to make it look natural you know like you've been doing it a hundred times or whatever you know just uh, mm. hit the hit your mark and you know yeah mm. And, and, you know, believe it or not, we had a couple marks underwater because, of course, they're shooting point of view, both sides, front, back. But even the one point where Tommy allegedly runs out of breath, I mean, I remember using my hand just to push his boot up slowly so he would look like he's rising to the top of the water. Oh, that's cool. You know, and do it in time so that he's got air to get until he stops and signals yeah. um, to indicate that the fight scene is over. And then he fluffed up on the top as you recall yeah. and you know it was interesting a very well shot we did that all night long one night one night uh, that scene, wow. you would go to scene. jail for that nowadays yeah wow. so, <laughs> yeah they would have to do that that would be like a whole week worth of shooting doing that in one night wow that's yeah one night that one scene now the 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 lake scenes you know we did that at that at that location the underwater for the motorboat, we did that in Tom McLaughlin's backyard of his mom and dad in their pool. And then the, <laughs> wow. the uh, fire scene we did in a, I think it was like five foot deep pool, big one for kids. That's where we did all the fire burns. Okay. Wow. That's wow. so interesting to hear. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Dean, I don't know if you have anything that you want to, you want to. Think yeah, about. I've got a couple more. I've got a couple more. And um, so CJ, were you approached uh, during the casting for any of the other Jason roles? Like, they're like Freddie versus Jason or anything like that. Did they? Well, you know, King will tell you the same thing. I was sl slotted for part seven. Um, yep. So when it came online, Paramount was already going to move with me because the satisfaction, but um, King, huge horror man, great stunt guy, number one. And yeah. he had worked with John, the director before, and he, Kane loves horror. And to yeah. be fair, he's been a great ambassador for the last 35 years of this industry. Yeah, for sure. Jason. Uh, but he had to go to John. John had to say, yeah, I want to use it. Then John had to go to Paramount to Frank Mancuso Jr. to get it approved to flip over. So did it bother me? Not at all, because I never went to Hollywood to be an actor. So it never really, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, I went back in the casino industry. Um I got a call from uh, management about interest in Jason versus Freddie. Mm. Um, but I got to be fair, you know, I thought it was kind of weird that they didn't use Kane after four yeah. times. But at the same time, you know what? Uh, the coach puts whoever they want to put in as quarterback. It's not my call. Yeah. 
Uh, however, I, at the time, you know, I was the chief operating <coughs> officer, general manager of two casinos in Coachella Valley, California, mm. and I wasn't going to leave a job making X mm. to make a quick, maybe, I don't know, few dollars to do Jason and yeah. not have the position I had. So that was kind of a no brainer. I passed on that too. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Would you, um, if, uh, aside from Jason, cause you've, you've mastered Jason. Um, <laughs> if you had a shot at kind of playing any other characters or any in particular that you thought over the years, I'd love to have a bash at that or Leatherface or, so, or I don't know, any, anything, any, any in particular. Well, if, you know, going back to 86, 87, 88, 89, if there had been an opportunity, because I was big, I don't care about my face being seen. I thought it would have been kind of cool to play Leatherface and then play Michael mm. Myers and mm. Jason throughout those four or five years to be able to sit down and say, I did all three of those. Yeah. You know, kind cool. of like Frankenstein, Dracula, the werewolf, et cetera. So, yeah. yeah. But again, in those days, there wasn't management for that type of character or figure or stunt or oversized person like me yeah uh so again now i had the, the opportunity a few years ago to do an independent fan film uh in vengeance where i played uh they created jason's father elias Voorhees. okay uh yep. which was great and then they did a, a number two here what tom about a year and a half ago yeah and which tom and i both were in it again i played uh elias Voorhees, and tommy played tommy jarvis tom played mm. Tommy jarvis uh, mm-hmm. which was a resurrection for him to get in there. And uh, there's a nice little spin at the end where Tommy gets his brains knocked out and delusional, so to speak. And all of a sudden it falls back into Jason part six, where I put oh. the wardrobe back on in vengeance Two, And Tommy thinks he's fighting with Jason lives. And then he gets his, you know, he gets his melon back and he, he realizes he's fighting with Jason Brooks who plays Jason in vengeance. Oh wow, yeah. that's that's really cool. I I want to say I did watch those, but it's been a that's while. okay. I didn't listen to your show either. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Tommy. Sounds like yeah. Um, Roll that knife, Tom. I wanted to ask you. This is kind of like the same thing that Dean just asked um, CJ, but it kind of like reversed. If you could pick somebody else for you to go up against, like if you had to be the one person fighting off this this whole entity, who would you want to fight off? Uh, Bruce Campbell, for sure. Really? Oh, that <laughs> oh, would yeah. be a really funny one. I mean, you both got the shotgun. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head who I'd go up against. Uh, you know, the Predator would have been cool to go up against the Predator. Yeah. Um, Alien would have been, been fun. A giant crossover. We'll, we'll get Jason, um, Alien, and Predator, and then we'll have... Uh, there you go. We'll have Ash coming at the very end, and he'll be like the final Ash. one. <laughs> awesome. Tom, you've had a, I was going to ask you about this. This is nothing to do with Friday the 13th. You've had a movie due to come out for a while called Go Away. What's happening with that, man? It looks they're so good. Still, they're massaging the crap out of it. I don't know what's taking them so long. I, I get that. Final, final Summer's come out. We shot that about you know pretty close to the same time. Oh, I've been uh, actually really paying attention. Coming to out, they, they, I think they dropped the they dropped the the trailer. Uh, I think he's finishing up the final, you know, cut on it. I saw him at a convention, surprisingly, and asked him what was going on with that. Yeah. And then, uh, this Friday the thirteenth, we we got the teaser for Never Hike Alone 2's dropping. So 
that's happening this Friday. So that'll, that'll be fun to look at that. Um, right up in Portland, just a five minute teaser for what we're going to film in a few months or over the summer. Yeah. So, yeah. Good the time. Very, for- the very cool uh, teaser. It's me. I go walking out to this dock at Camp Crystal Lake and there's a kid sitting out there. You just see his back and he's out there fishing. And uh, I go down and I say, uh, I told you not to come down here alone. He goes, I'm just fishing. I said, I know, but I told you not to, you know, it's not safe for you to be down here by yourself. He goes, okay, is it because of Jason? <laughs> it goes on. I won't spoil it, but it goes on from there. And it, uh, Awesome. I turn out to be talking to myself, my younger version of Tommy Jarvis. Oh, so wow. That's actually really good. Wow. Cool. So that, that'll be fun to watch. Definitely something for everybody to, uh, to be looking out for. For sure. Um, Very cool. So I have another thing. This this is something that's recently happened. I know you guys knew that there was that that lawsuit that was going on with the ownership of who's owning, you know, Friday the Thirteenth. But now that that's over, and I believe they're starting to do a show. I think it's the next thing they have, um, Doc to come out. So, if you guys could, would you jump back into the actual Friday the Thirteenth franchise, like in show form or, um some other kind of like spinoff, like would you both re, uh, reprise your roles? I would. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't, I would reprise my roles. I wouldn't come in as a different character for okay. sure. Yeah. I think, to? I think uh, Tom Matthews has the opportunity to come back as a resurrection because he's never really died. So he's readily yeah. available to come in one form or another. Um, I've been asked that question. If I would resurrect Jason again, because technically it'll be, part 13 so it better be damn good yeah whatever they decide to do but to be honest i'd love to do it um but two things and and i don't mean to be you know difficult but i don't go to space okay (laughs) i ain't going to outer space so if it's outer space don't call me but (laughs) if i can deliver the project as good or better than the jason i did in part six i would i'd love to but you know, um, if I couldn't deliver a product of quality personally, then I'd have to let the right person step in it. And, yeah, and it all depends on the script for sure. You know, yeah, because uh, you know, I mean, I I'm an older, I'm older. Um, I just got my knee replaced last year, so it feels great. But I'm I'm not sure I could do all the same stunts that I did. I mean, yeah, set on fire and um, fights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I don't really know what I could or really couldn't do at this point. I mean. Uh, I'm older, obviously. I'm still reasonably, I mean, structured wise, you know, uh, like I said, I'm 6'3, 250. It's, you see me in wardrobe tomorrow, you just go the same guy, you know, from yeah. 1986. Because again, you don't get to see all this silver. Uh, yeah. But if I couldn't do a good product, I don't want to be the, the, the has been or the all star player that comes back and goes to step on the court and or the football field and can't deliver a product. But if I could deliver it, snap, me and Tommy would have a good time. Mr. Matthews and I'd be kicking kicking heels again. Yeah, this is something I was just thinking of. Um, so, Tom, say you do come back. Say they're like, hey, uh, Tom, I want you to come back. Why don't you do Tommy Jarvis? And you're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I need to come back. <laughs> and it's everybody who has played Jason are all Jason. You have to go up against all of them, including CJ and everybody else. That would be something. I, that's what they need to do. You need to come back and fight every version something, of Jason. Somebody, something epic like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've had this conversation as the Jasons. It'd be kind of great if the Jasons 
would just have their cameos as I, let's just say I'm a bus driver yeah, like this. Yeah, that would be funny And whoever too. the new Jason in wax me. And Kane Hodder is, you know, whatever a mechanic and the new Jason wax him. So everybody gets a cameo because they're all going to want to see what the Jasons looked like. So there's part of your marketing draw. Yeah. Uh, Tom Matthews coming back as Tommy Javis. There's another interpolar marketing draw within. And you can externalize that to a point where everybody's just going to see how they've connected the dots from part 13 for the launching platform to the continuance of the series. That would be epic. Yeah, I'm, you sold me on that. So whoever's writing that right now, let me know, and I'll be there. Um, whether at the festivals, you're going to be well, doing it. Well, you know, <laughs> my name is CJ Graham. I approve this message. And uh, Jason, 2024. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yes, let's get CJ on that for sure. This has been a blast. Um, Dean, I don't know if you have any uh, last questions you want to throw out. I'm good, man. We let these gentlemen off the hook. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> We're done. listening to the stories and hearing both of you talk just about everything and just having you here is such a, a monumental moment for me, and I'm sure it is for Dean, too. And anybody oh, yeah, else listening absolutely. and watching, this is a blast. And we'd love to have you guys back on for any other future projects you guys got coming out or anything else you want to talk about. Um, great. And... I consider both of you friends now of the show and this is absolutely and great <laughs> it really really has been and uh, this will be released on friday the 13th so uh nice and, happy friday the 13th everybody out there yes yes awesome and uh cj <laughs> um you guys are legends and don't ever forget that i know you won't but i'm just letting you know please don't ever forget that you guys are immortal appreciate uh, it i'm, I'm and great and honestly i'm honored and i appreciate it. i've got tom uh, Tom, again, thank you for the fantastic Friday the 13th wine for Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. You know, so we that's do cool. get to see each other, and uh, I enjoy the experiences that I've got to do since the Friday the 13th with these actors and actresses over the years. Awesome. Uh, Dean, once again, thank you so much for reaching out to both of these amazing gentlemen and getting this all put together and for everybody to listen to and watch. So thank Here's you. Here's my little tenor. There I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. it is. <laughs> oh, man. If that starts moving, it might want to run. <laughs> Happy Friday. Oh, true, true story. It's a full mannequin, just so you know, and every once in a while it falls forward. Oh, no. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm out you're, the door. <laughs> did you ever walk into the room and just see the peripherally, the thinking it's someone My else? wife, Ruby, you know Ruby, she freaks out when she walks by my office and she sure. sees that back there. Oh, she sure. just can't deal with it. Yeah, I don't blame her. Maybe sitting at your desk one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be a good gag. <laughs> anyway, thanks for having us, and happy Friday the Thirteenth, everybody. And you know, again, thanks for all thanks the guys. fan support and stuff. It's been it's been amazing. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Just, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you all at a convention soon. I hope. Yeah, this is been. Oh yeah. So thank you guys so much for for being here, and we'll see, see everybody. CJ. My Tom, next time. I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very Bye. much, buddy. I'll see you later. Okay. Thank all you. Right. Awesome, yes, thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>